On Spotlight today on KRWC, Jake Leiter filling in for Tim Matthews today. And on the phone, we have District 877 Superintendent Dr. Scott Thielman. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the District 877. So, Scott, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jake. Pleasure to be here. Yep, I'm glad to have you. And uh, we'll just uh, we'll, uh, hand it to you and uh, just let us know what's going on in the district. Thank you. Um, we had a just a great start to the school year, um, and we... Uh, implemented some new procedures uh, for the first day. Um, we had just half of our elementary students show up on the first day, um, and we did two first days for elementary. So um, we had students with the last names A through K on, um, on the first day of school um, on September 6th, and then the next day, on September 7th, L through Z attended, and that was their first day for elementary. And I just had great feedback from uh, parents and teachers, administrators, and students how it was nice to have just half of their class there, and they were able to um, learn the procedures, uh, get familiar with the building. Again, uh, even when students are are um, returning for first grade, second grade, through fifth grade, it's nice to have um, a nice uh, low-key um, environment where you get to know the procedures and your classmates because you probably didn't have those same students um, sharing the class with you the previous year. So it was just a great start that way um, for elementary students uh, parents and uh, teachers and staff. Then at the secondary level, we uh, have been doing this for a while, but uh, we only have sixth graders and ninth graders show up on that first day. And that went really well. And again, like I said, I, I had uh, parent feedback and just complimented us on uh, having the building to themselves as a sixth grader when uh, they're coming in from all other elementary uh, schools in the district, the six elementary schools that we have, into that building and having a 400 to 450 students uh, who had not really met each other. So that's a great first day, and they get to navigate, again, the building and learn the lunch procedures and uh, going through a schedule and meeting their teachers and uh, support staff. And the same thing for the ninth graders. Um, even though they were, you know, full class as eighth graders, that's a brand new building to them, um, much bigger building, and just having that building to themselves and, and feeling comfortable and being able to navigate without um, without um, another twelve hundred uh, students with them. So um, ninth graders had a great day too, and uh, piggybacking off of first day of classes. Um, last month talked about first day enrollment and um, in public schools, we never know exactly how many students are going to show up until they cross the threshold and walk in our doors. So um, we make projections uh, for enrollment uh, for budget purposes, really for staffing. And that process begins uh, with the October count, uh, October 1st count the year before. And then we might modify it a little bit in November, but then that 
that number stays with us until students actually uh, walk through our doors. So our first day enrollment um, was above projections, and that was really good for us. But we also, um, parents and community don't know, we have to adjust that if they attend a class at Wright Technical Center or if they um, participate in something called post-secondary enrollment option or PSEO. So those numbers will get modified a little bit. At um, high school, we had the best, um, we had higher numbers, which we typically do. And uh, as I said previously, they have to be adjusted for those students taking classes elsewhere. The October 1st numbers were still, um, that was yesterday, um, and we're working through those to make sure those are, are cleaned up, and, and they'll, we'll end up um, most likely just slightly above what our um, projected enrollment is, and that's great because we want to we wanna hit those numbers um, because the budget is uh, based on, on those projected enrollments and staffing is, so um, we're pleased with, um, with our projections there, and um, just wanted to highlight that for a minute. Um, the other thing that I wanted to um, remind um, your listeners and our, our listeners is that the school district, um, every two years, has a, an election for school board um, members, and um, this year we have three, three positions opened up. Um, for for file uh, for election, and those candidates had to file in August, and so we know who the candidates are. Um, this year again, as I said, we have three positions open, and in two years we'll have four positions. We have a seven-person uh, school board, and um, this year uh, we have one incumbent that has filed to run again, and that's Bob Sansevier. Um, as I said, out of the um, three positions that are open. We have seven candidates who have filed for those three positions. And um, on our website at www.bhmschools.org, um, we have the information about our, our candidates. We asked a series of um, four or five questions and what their background is, ask them to submit a picture of themselves. I know that um, the Wright County Journal Press published something um, last week. Uh, we've had this on, on the school board, uh, or excuse me, the school district uh, website uh, for a couple of weeks now. And then we'll also send all of this information out to all of our residents in our um, insider newsletter. So, if you'd like to take a look at um, the full um, response from all the candidates, it's placed on um, on the school district website under the elections button, and you just click on that, and that takes you to their profiles. Um, this year we have, as I said, one incumbent, Bob Sansevier, and then we have uh, six others that have filed, um, Matt Hoffman, and... Um, Angie Grieg, Brad Ello, Barrett Chrisis, Sheila Smoody, and Tim Zabraki. And so we uh, encourage everyone to take a look at, at um, the candidates 
and um, visit our website and make sure that you have the information you need about the um, individuals that are going to represent our community on the Buffalo Hanover Montrose School Board. Um, I wanted to touch base on a couple of things that are coming up uh, with uh, the school district as it relates to um, the month of October. Uh, Last fall, or excuse me, last spring, the district proposed having a two-hour early release, um, something that we had done in the past, um, something that we had done um, in the 90s, and, and discontinued the 80s and 90s and discontinued um, in the, uh, around the 2005 time frame. And with that, um, that change, um, we are going back to an early release uh, to provide professional development for our teachers and our paraprofessionals. We have had uh, an opportunity to... Um, provide additional uh, training for our teachers and for our paraprofessionals. As you know, one of the hardest things um, to achieve in a, in a school district calendar is, is having time for, um, for professional development within, within the school year. Uh, we only have a few of those times, and, um, and we uh, proposed a change to the school board, as I said last spring, and um, with that, we are able to provide um, our first session in the month of October. We have eight sessions um, throughout the school year, starting October and through the month of May. And <clears throat> we um, have that opportunity to um, this month on, um, on Friday. So Friday the 7th, we will have an early release for elementary students, two hours early, and they will release at 1225. And then at the secondary level for the middle school and the high school, they'll release at 125. Again, we're really excited about this time, being able to work with our teachers and staff um, in regard to uh, their professional growth and development. And we know that when um, they're... Uh, professional growth and development is um, a focus and they improve their instructional practices, that benefits our students. So this has a direct relationship on um, improving student achievement, and we're really excited about this and, and bringing it back. And again, we did it on a, <clears throat> on a Friday because uh, a lot of times uh, families will um, be visiting relatives or going out of town. So we wanted to make this available, um, or it, when we decided to do this, we wanted to do it so that it was most convenient to parents because we do know that there will be some disruption uh, to their schedule because of the early release. Excuse me. And <clears throat> so we're, um, we're excited about doing that this Friday, and, um, and we'll... Um, I'll, I'll fill you in the next time, next month, to see uh, uh, about feedback and how well it went. Um, we um, are also celebrating National School Lunch Week this uh, next week, uh, October 10th through the 14th, and we appreciate 
all of the um, all of the work that our our uh, food and nutrition uh, services staff are doing, providing the breakfast and lunch for all of our students and our our staff in in most cases. So we just truly appreciate their work and um, and we celebrate them with the National School Lunch Week uh, next week, October 10th through the 14th. I also wanted to um, point out that uh, October brings the beginning of our um, <clears throat> parent conferences. And so we already started with some parent conferences last night, and we continue with those um, parent conferences throughout the month um, at the elementary level and um, in elementary schools, middle school, and high school. So parents, be on the lookout for those uh, reminders from school principals in their newsletters and their emails, making sure that um, you know that we have um, fall conferences uh, beginning this month. Um, I also want to point out that um, July 17th through the 21st is National School Bus Safety Week, and uh, we practice and, and remind students of um, the safety um, rules and protocols on the buses, but we also want to uh, celebrate our bus drivers and um, just uh, beginning last month, making sure that as the, um, as the days grow shorter, that you're really watching for those flashing lights, um, especially in the morning hours when the sun is, is rising. Um, just want to make sure that um, that people are aware of school buses as um, as the days grow shorter in, in Minnesota. Um, we also begin, um, or, or we also have a fall break. And um, that day on October 19th is a teacher workshop day. So our teachers are um, provided professional development, um, which is what our regularly scheduled uh, professional development day is uh, every October, uh, uh, middle of October. And then we have uh, the fall break of October 19th through the 21st. There is no school, so students are not, um, are not in session. But on the 19th, we do have teachers in session. So I've covered quite a bit. Jake, I don't know if you have any questions for us. We've got a lot going on and uh, just wanted to uh, update our listeners and um, just appreciate the time with KRWC. And we appreciate you having you on the program as well. And uh, just a reminder, we are uh, talking with District 877 Superintendent Dr. Scott Thielman here on Spotlight. And uh, if uh, anyone listening has questions, where should they go? Um, they can email um, me at uh, the district website. There's, there is a, um, uh, on the school board uh, section of our website, they can hit the drop-down menu, and um, I have my, um, my information right there, and it's S, uh, superintendent uh, at bhmschools.org, and they can send um, an email to me, uh, or they can call at 763-682-8707. We're we're waiting. um, Just one more update. I've always talked about financial positions. Um, 
and we're awaiting this election and to see um, what um, who our represent, uh, representatives will be at the um, House, Senate, and the governor level. We know that we're going into a um, financial fiscal year where um, school districts receive their funding um, allocations in the biennium. And so this year, um, we're, we're hopeful as we have a $9.3 billion surplus. And, um, and if people have questions about that, um, they can, as you said, uh, give me a uh, call at 763-682-8707 or email me at superintendent at bhmschools.org. All right. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Jake. All right. This has been Spotlight on KRWC.